It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in episode number 660 of Jobbing Out, boys. 660. 660. 660. 660. Well, not everybody at once. I don't the, want... The weight of hell in a cell? I, I don't know. Okay. That's, that's, it's, it is a weight. You've got that. Brandon? Um, combined weight of something? It is combined a combined weight. Of weight. Hit row? Not the combined weight of hit row. Okay, dynamite. Just dynamite. It's the combined weight of the Colossal and the Colossus. Ah. AJ and Bronson okay. Reed combined. They are both listed. I don't know if it's true or not. At 330. They are both listed at 330. And so the combined weight is 660. All right. Listed weights are always incredibly accurate. Oh, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that's fact. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, Aaron Oster, uh, no AJ this week. It was good to see him over the weekend, uh, but he has some uh, work-related things to take care of today, so no him. And in fact, we're doing better than that uh, because the real star of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, uh, Kate Wathall, is uh, their producer. She's going to join us a little bit later on tell us all about the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that um, we'll finally get someone to actually say that AJ sucks and I was going to he's say no the, good at the this. hardest-working person on the planet who actually has to deal with AJ right, constantly. Exactly right. We're, basically, this is a therapy session for all of us because we all have right. to put up with AJ. We'll, we'll get the truth that she feeds AJ all of his good lines no and doubt. all that. Story. No doubt. We'll talk to her a little bit later on in the show after the uh, season finale this past weekend with uh, Ric Flair and the butterfly robe. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess we're just doing Hell on a Cell matches literally for the hell of it at this point. Um, I, well, I was hoping we'd get a Money in the Bank match on SmackDown, right, that, on Money in the Bank, and then well, again here's the on thing. Raw. I was not I was not – I didn't think it was as nuts what happened on Friday night. I, that, to me – I look, I mean, we can – this was always going to happen, no matter how many times Brandon tried to pretend like it wasn't going to happen. At some point, there were going to be issues between these networks. And as was reported, Fox is not thrilled that WWE is promoting Peacock so much on Fox. That's only a little weird because does does Fox even have a streaming platform? Like, do they even... Is there They're some... If they do, it's just like... A basic. I mean, not streaming. No, it's right. Just, they're, they're, website. They're part of. They're part of Hulu, aren't they? Well, they are, but so is ABC, and they have Disney Plus. Like, I, I mean, it, well, right. But I'm saying, but Disney owns Hulu, so it's like, right. Well, that doesn't makes even less sense. Fox doesn't even own Disney it. owns Disney owns Fox. What? Disney owns the entertainment side of Fox. The like Inter- The Simpsons yes. are on Disney Plus. Yeah, they own the properties, but they don't own the network Fox. What I'm saying is it's incestuous enough that, you know, if Fox puts their shows on Hulu, I believe, 
So, you yeah. know, they might not care about Hulu, but they care a lot about Peacock, I, I would think. Uh, well, apparently they do. Apparently they care a great they're, deal they're about Peacock. They're uh, not pleased with it. So. Yes, apparently <laughs> they're pretty pissed off that WWE does so much promotion of Peacock on their network. Understand and, and, the fun, and the funny, but, but but the funny part of that is though, is the pay per view, <laughs> the pay per view shows are now on Peacock, so there's no way around this. Well, you I'll, say that. Other than to take the matches and put them on SmackDown. But, this, but there you go. But this is right. this is what makes all of this so weird. You would think that this would have come up before now. You, would, it's not like WWE just started promoting Peacock on Fox. I would have thought before they did, they would have had this like worked out. But again, that's what we talked about when we had the original conversation. This shit lives and breathes. And one week, one person cares about something. And the next week, another person who matters cares about something else. And it's a constant problem. And this shit was... By the way, the other interesting thing about it that we haven't talked about, and I, I mean, I don't know how relevant it is, but it is interesting just to bring up. That a SmackDown episode lives on Peacock four weeks after it airs, which is really fucking weird. I, dude, I, it, this is this yes. is the bizarre nature of having strange bedfellows. Like, this stuff happens. Now, I mean, other people have dealt with it. Like, they deal with this in the NFL, where in the NFL, you'll see a game that's on Fox, and they have pre-worked out an arrangement with the NFL that they have to promote tonight. There's a game on NBC that's an NFL game, right? You, it's you see a, this in particular during the playoffs, like even more so. Maybe even yeah. more so. But, I mean, every week they run, like, programming yes. that says, here are all the national broadcasts that are coming up. That That's pre-worked out. That's pre-arranged. It, it's, it's a different thing. For some reason, it appears to be particularly Peacock that's the issue. Not USA, not promoting what's coming up on Raw on Monday night or what's coming up on NXT on Tuesday night. They have a particular problem with Peacock getting all this promotion. So what does WWE do? They say, well, here's the thing. We don't really give a shit about this pay-per-view. We've made that abundantly clear. So we'll just give you the main event. Will that make you happy for a little while if we give away the main event to the pay-per-view on your network? And somebody probably said, sure, right? And then somebody from USA or NBC comes back and says, well, we want something. What are you giving to us if you're just giving away main events of pay-per-views? And they said, We'll do something far dumber on your on your show. That makes it's one thing to just say, "Hey, we're moving the the main event of the pay per view to Friday." Like, it makes no sense, but it at least is on a network. Sure. And now we're just gonna make up a match. We're gonna make up a match that's so important it has to be inside Hell of a Cell, Hell in a Cell, which everyone knows is for matches that were just thrown together five minutes earlier. And, and, and Lashley and MVP could never even look up and notice that there is a giant hell in a I cell mean, hanging over their heads. I mean, <laughs> and, and at no point did Xavier Woods like have a reason for why it should occur in Hell in a Cell. He just gets to announce that it occurs in Hell in a Cell. He just gets to say, I want a match. And by the way, I'm telling you, after you yeah. agree to that match, here's where the match is going to be because everyone knows that's the way that these things work. The Monday. And, and by the way, I'm, it, if they were going to do this, I'm glad they did it that way because if there was, if they were going to try to make any storyline reason why that happened, it would have been the wrong story, right? Because it would have been Xavier Woods trying to prove something. That, you know, like, like you can't do any of that. So well, they could, do they this, could have done. Doesn't matter at all. They could have done the most minimal amount of work, which would be like having Xavier Woods look up and be like, you know what? That's, that cage is still there. That cell's still there. Cell there for no reason. <laughs> but 
he could have done anything. The structure other than elimination chamber that you guys build is they, above the ring. I, I, I would have kind of loved to see like an Adam Pierce segment where it's just like, man, it's a good thing that we couldn't get it down for some reason. It just happened to still be hanging there. Like the the contractors couldn't work la- late last night or something like that. Man. I mean, the good news is you could make the argument for it. Just being up there because it was the night before. It's not like it was two weeks ago. Right? Yeah, and and we all know they're in the same building. It's not like they went right. to another town. Like it's and they're, it's, they're not pretending it's fine, they're not. But right? just like, addressing it in any sort yeah. of way, instead of having Xavier Woods announce, "Here's where the match is going to take place in this demonic, this structure that we talk about as being the most unforgiving character in all of WWE." Ah, eh, hell, eh, let's just go have some fun, right? Like it. Monday was embarrassing. I can't. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Friday. By the way, if this was to appease the network in any way, they couldn't advertise it anyway. I mean, so it was what? so. It was just so bad, man. It was just so bad. Now, look, the match itself was fine, and you know, I, 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 I and a watchable, entertaining main event of and Raw. The, and the point of it to get us to where we need to, I get, but it's also we know that that's not going to amount to anything either. So. It's it's a little weird. No man, it but it was I always say there's a line between silly and offensive. It was actually offensive on Monday. I can't get away with it. I mean, like, you cannot try to project Helen a Cell as being this all and I get part of the problem is they've kind of Hell in a Cell. Say, they they kind of done it already to an extent. Right. To an extent, by making the Hell in a Cell pay per view be so forgettable instead of being a thing that matters where storylines come to a close inside the cell. They've done that to themselves a bit, but they still try to at least entertain the notion that the cell shouldn't matter when we get around to that pay-per-view every year to just toss it out there on Monday night like it's nothing other than it's it's no different than any other match. There's one way That's to, offensive. there was one way that they could have done this passably and that's the other way around, right? That's Bobby and MVP trapping Xavier into a hell. This like the way they did it was very bizarre. If they wanted to get to the point of like the point of this is to give Kofi more motivation to be angry, upset, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But you should have had them be the initiators of this, not Xavier Woods just pointing at a cage and saying, "We're gonna do hell in a cell." It should have been like, "You want to fight me? Okay, you can fight me, but you have to fight me in that." Yeah, and you know, anything, and it's still any, here. anything at all is better than what they did. It was, yes. it was, it was quite silly. I mean, it was really quite silly. And the bummer being, it was. I, I, I laugh. I literally laughed. Yeah, like, I mean, when, it was. It was extraordinary. So the bummer of that being, as we alluded to a few weeks ago, it was so unnecessary on a raw that actually mattered. Like. They had the rest of it, the, yeah. This is the raw that matters because they get all the money in the bank out of the way in one week, and then spend the next three weeks doing random six man tag matches. Like this, stuff. they 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 had matches that matter built into raw. It should have been something you should have been able to advertise, get people to tune in because what we're watching on Monday night actually mattered. Big stars in matches that are relevant. And one of them, pick whichever one, can be your main event, and you can make it a barn burner, and you can make it something that people want. And and with, you have to stay tuned because you have to know who's going to be in the the Money in the Bank match. So it was so wildly unnecessary. It was so silly. It was so absurd. I can't I can't get away from it. 
the Friday thing was weird, right? But like again, this was coming. This was, you were we were getting there eventually. There was always going to be a day when there was going to be a problem between these two networks who have so much money invested in these things and look and say, well, what are we getting versus what the other person is getting? That was always and, and Friday going to be an issue. Also, wasn't unique. Like they've done that one or two other times where the guy's like, I can't wait. I need my yeah. match now. Gen- or generally, it's not the main event of the pay yeah. But yeah, you have, you have well, matches you're like right, that. But it, but there have been matches that have well, been... But it's perfectly logical for Fox to say, you've been building yeah, this up Brandon, on Fox. The match should happen on right. Fox. And it's never been the biggest star in the company. It's never no, been... That, the- that's the one thing that was unique to it was that it was like, you've got, you've got someone who's literally nine slots above everybody else in the company right now. Yes. And that's the guy you did it with. I mean, that no, is but that's, the, that's why this is, part. it's very clear that that's, this is what happened this time is this became a pissing match between the two networks. And again, that's, we, I'm not overreacting to it. It's remarkable that there haven't been more public pissing matches. I'm sure there have been far more private pissing matches yeah. that have gone on since this. It's, know, we, we, we go back and we think, oh, you know, we made fun of the Andre being on SmackDown and stuff. I bet you that was a Yeah, concession. I mean, little things that they had to do over the year uh, after agreeing to this deal and then doing the Peacock thing, they probably had to work out with Fox in order to make it work. I'm sure there's been a lot of it, not a lot of which has been so significant it had to be reported on. And so that's that's remarkable, but this was always going to come, and if you're going to do it, yes, this is not the worst time to do it. The fans aren't back yet. We all knew that that um, Rey Mysterio was not beating Roman Reigns. It If you're going to do something like this, sure, do it now. Why there's not? no bait and switch involved. And, and you're right about the fans. Like Once the fans come back, that's they're out. Well, we have to we we advertise this match, and there's thirty thousand people in the crowd. We have to we can't give it to you on SmackDown, right? You know? Something along those lines. Now, but it also could mean that there's going to be more, you know, conversation uh, yeah. between the parties, and that's as as we talked about with Eric Bischoff once upon a time. That's not necessarily a good thing for creative reasons, because but I mean none of this is a good thing for creative reasons when there's well, this much money. Remember for a state. while it was um it was like Daniel Bryan, right? It was like. Whatever Daniel Bryan feud was, they would leave it off the pay-per-view. I'm not talking about when he was feuding with Roman or someone like that. But every other Daniel Bryan feud for the IC title and stuff like that, it seemed like they were segregated. I believe we specifically talked about this, about SummerSlam the one year, where Daniel Bryan fought like AJ Styles on SmackDown instead of SummerSlam. Like There have been things like this. Again, Roman's on another planet. But there have been high prof- higher profile right. people or people that we know they think are like the Street Profits or and, New Day where yeah. they have specifically made those feuds SmackDown only and not been on the pay-per-views. So uh, we, I guess a little we, – we can go back and look and, you know, at those couple situations and see, well, they were, they were definitely playing to this idea in the past in some way. This is just the biggest way and the biggest response we've seen to it, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what the point. I mean, it's is. Yeah. insane to put Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles on. We talked about it on the show on SmackDown when you have SummerSlam. I, right? I, I, I agree with that. I think that there, you are going to be beholden to these. Yes. Th- there is too much money involved. You have to do things for these. But this is the way the business works. This is you don't just get to say, "Here's what we're going to do." You have these people become partners. And and every now and then they're gonna make a call and that's what it is and this was a good time for it to happen. To, to your point, um, 
you know, what, was it ideal in other? If if that was what happened, was it ideal then? No, it wasn't ideal then. But, but that felt like more proactive. Like that felt like the stuff they were doing proactively to try to pacify. That's that's what it felt like to me because yeah, there was ne- it was it was never a match that they advertised for the pay per view and pulled off. They were matches we would assume would be on the pay per view, right. but then they would do them on SmackDown and they would actually advertise the match on the pay per view right. for SmackDown. Right, but. It's, anyway. Look, it is what it is. We're through it. Uh, there will not be another pay per view without fans in attendance. Thank God. So that Thank is, you. yeah, that is that is the good news here. As far as what actually happened, I I'm, I saw a lot of like consternation on Sunday night. This is part of the, th- this is me not watching pay per views on Sunday night, which has really helped me out. Um, I see all of the negativity towards the pay per view on Sunday night, and then by the time I watch it on Monday, I'm like. This was not worth all of the negativity. Like I, you, I was gonna say, some someone uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but like towards the end was like, "Hey, hey, haven't uh, watched it yet? You know, what what do you guys think?" And I said, "You know, it was it was fine to find plus for the most part." I, I don't even know that if I would go find plus. Like I, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like it 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 was a thing that occurred. I, I meant the matches. Like, like oh, the, the matches first. were good. Everybody was mad about the finishes. Everybody was mad that the it was essentially the same thing. It was roll ups, and it was like it was just. But but we all knew this. They they could not have made it louder. That this didn't you don't matter. Care about this paper, right? Yes, this right. was. We got to get through, on to the next. So none of it could offend me or bother me all that greatly. I actually, you know what I greatly appreciate? I greatly appreciate them going out of their way to address Drew McIntyre getting a Money in the Bank opportunity on Raw on Monday night, which is very unlike them. They they typically, like, there's this huge plot they hole, ignored, and they yeah. just ignore it, right? They, they went out of their way to address this giant plot hole of Drew McIntyre being allowed in Money in the Bank or to be, com- compete for Money in the Bank. And it's it's logical. They had a good explanation for, you know, this Bobby Lashley's not guaranteed to be the champion the entire time. He All could right. take over. He could he could go to the. By the way, considering how many qualifying matches were, I assume this means we're getting Raw and SmackDown Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah, the they, they, they said they said there were. Oh no no, they said there were four uh, spots for Raw, four spots for SmackDown in the match. Oh okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And there's the last chance match next week with Drew Yeah, so, so we have three. We have that last chance match. We have that, you know, thing that Ginger said about if anybody gets injured. So I assume Ricochet may not be making to making it to that match. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Or John so Morrison. Right? Or John Morrison. I, I, I would bet Ricochet, but it could be John Morrison. Yeah, I mean, Ricochet makes a lot of sense, unfortunately. That's the bummer. Uh, <laughs> really does make a lot of sense for it to be him. Um. You know, but I I did. I appreciated them addressing that because it would have been very WWE for them to just not. And they just just either hope that it never becomes an issue or people forget about it or whatever it is. So I appreciated that. I thought that was good work. And you know that that's the one match that I thought was not one, but that's the one of the featured championship matches that I thought lived up to the spot. I thought the finish was the finish. But the match itself was pretty goddamn good. I you mean thought. you mean from Sunday night? Yeah, Drew and, and Bobby Lashley. I actually thought that match was pretty good. I think I think that you know, you know, with Roman off the show, I think it lived up to the the main event spot. Um, I, it was better than I thought because I wasn't generally that interested in it. Yeah, I mean, in the context of me not being that interested in it, I, look, I actually thought all the matches on Sunday were pretty good. 
Like, Kevin and Sammy beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I man. Right? I like I I didn't have I thought all that I I think part of it was having fewer matches, right? Like they had fewer matches. They gave everything a little bit of time to breathe, and everybody just went out and performed. And I and I thought the matches were were fine. I didn't think that anything was special. I just thought they were all. It was a fine night of wrestling, knowing what it is that we we all knew what we were watching. And we got what we got, and I, you know, it, whatever. I, I, I hate, I hate being so dismissive. It sounds like the most dismissive way that I could say something nice about a, sh- a card, but like that's that's about what I could say of it. We all knew what this was. We all knew nothing was going to happen that was going to matter. And for what it was, you know, it was, it was better than Raw. It was, it was a very watchable couple of hours. And maybe I'm gonna uh, maybe maybe Aaron's right. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, maybe Aaron's right. Maybe it was fine plus, right? Like it was fine. I think it was fine plus. And then, you know, it was. Thank God that we're you know the the very next night on Raw. Raw immediately felt more important than it has in the past month or two or three or however long we've been shitting on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle was. I mean, if, if 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 you need evidence that both of those guys deserve to be in the main event for quite a while, yeah. just go back and look at that match because holy shit! Yeah, it was great. I mean, they I thought they put a lot into that match for the fact that it was just a a, a money in the bank qualifying match. And by the way, did someone throw a "I'm going to be in the King of Ring King of the Ring tournament" promo out there like 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 nonchalantly like I'm supposed to know the King of the Ring is a thing? Wait, what's that? Somebody backstage was like, "Well, I'm going to be in the King of the Ring tournament." Oh, some yeah, I don't remember which who that and was. I was like, "Wait a second, that's how we're talking about the King yeah. of the Ring happening?" Yeah, like, well, but I don't, I don't know if that was an announcement or as much just like cutting a promo. I'm going to do everything and just listing off things. Like, I sure, can't. it was just, it was, he definitely was like, "I'm going to be in this King of the Ring tournament." <laughs> right. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, okay. That was that I was, it was. That I was don't definitely. Even remember who thing. it was? All right, we had lost Aaron there for a second, but I think he's back. Um, yep, I'm back. All right, uh, uh, appreciate appreciate. I don't know what the hell is the deal with the internet out in Nevada. But it, it's we got to look into. There's that. one. There's one. Oh, good. Oh, god. Holy shit. He lives where they rely on the internet to bet money. I'm oh like, my god, you froze again there for a second, Aaron. So we'll. We'll hope for the best. Uh, we'll hope for the best. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, I saw I saw Aaron's uh, tweet about the. Is, is, did you want to talk about the fact that that was a DQ? Aaron, Aaron, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. It was going really slowly. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. Go ahead. Now. Okay. Um, I I just. I don't know why we're suddenly doing a heel turn on Rhea right before fans come back. It's an interesting decision, to say the least. But do you know that it's a heel turn either? I he, disagree I'm with so that. Sure. I mean, they're, yeah, they're I disagree. Very clear, she got intentionally disqualified. Like they're they're right. everyone is saying, and she's not denying that she got intentionally that. disqualified. No, and no. Adam Pierce and Sonya, and even she said, "Yeah, I'm still champion." She's making it very clear sure. that right, she had but, no problem. But being she's making it but, seem like. But she like... also made the point that Charlotte gets to do this shit right. all the time, and I, I don't you, know I how do you can too. get intentionally dis. I don't know how you can get intentionally disqualified to save your title and still be a face. Because, or because you're thinking of. Tra- because she wasn't of... losing the match at the time. She was just. She just beat the shit out of her. 
I mean, it is a little. Uh, I mean, Charlotte one. definitely had the advantage there. Not really. I mean, Rhea was destroying her in the process. I, I don't think Charlotte had the upper hand at that time in the match at all. They they need to portray. If you want to make the argument that her leg was hurt, I guess yeah, that you I, have. I a point. mean, like they, you know, they Charlotte was the one who threw her, her out. Leg yeah. being hurt and that she was in trouble because her leg was hurt. So I get. I guess I can. What I, I still you. I'm still not giving you this. This is this is her doing what Charlotte does against Charlotte. Correct. Turning the turning the tables on someone who does this constantly does not alone make you a heel. Now, if it's followed up by six other things that are heelish, then that's a different conversation. But the notion and also this, it would have to be coupled with Charlotte being sympathetic, which she absolutely well, and, and that's, is not. And that's the pro- And that's why I think it's really weird that if it is a heel turn, you're turning against Charlotte, who you should I, you know obviously is not I a think, face. I think anyway. that's the proof that it's not a heel. Well, turn. I don't know. But then, but then it's. I mean, I I think she's incredibly unsympathetic. Again. Anytime you intentionally disqualify yourself and then celebrate the fact that you intentionally disqualified yourself and hold up the title and it was like basically I outsmarted you, like but you have to remember no Rhea's that make you want to cheer for her. I, I disagree though because Rhea, see, and I think I mostly agree with you depending on who it is. But in the case of Rhea, I actually disagree because she's a, so she's kind of has this punk rock aesthetic to her. It's, it's the badass and, character that we've talked yeah, about. This and when she, you're, it wasn't when, badass; it was chicken shit. No, it's when you no, are outsmarting. Aaron, if this wasn't Charlotte Flair, you would have a point. Outsmarting. That's not outsmarting. When it's like just, you when you're doing the thing, it, it, when when Batman would figure out what the villains were doing and. It, the, the villain would say, I've I've gotten a poison that's going to... And Batman somehow knew that that particular villain was going to create a poison and had already invented the antidote for the poison. This, when you are outsmarting someone, when I know what you're going to do, I know who you are, and I do it, that doesn't make you a heel or even unlikable. If, if Rhea rolled out the ring and ran to the back and got counted out, would you feel the same way? That's completely yeah, different. That's... But why? Why? Either way, it's she's that's doing... an actual chicken shit move. All she did was beat the shit out of Charlotte. If she had grabbed a chair and gotten so fed up that she just absolutely unleashed on Charlotte, that would be one thing. But this was, I'm hitting you, and then I'm walking over and grabbing my belt. Yes. Correct. Yeah, so, that, so to me, so that wasn't her beating the shit out of Charlotte, snapping and beating the shit out of Charlotte. That was, I'm doing something she to did. save she, my time. She gave her the riptide in the ring after the so match. Okay, but that's different. She continued from to. She did not grab her belt and run away. That's not what happened. You're trying to characterize that she grabbed her belt and ran out of the arena. When, when this is like when Brock Lesnar won't stop punching someone in the corner and gets disqualified. There's no difference to me. I mean, other than what we're saying now that this, there's intentions and all this stuff, like I get what, well, what you're trying to. That's what they're presenting. You have even the face commentators saying, like, I don't know if Rhea should have done that. Like they're presenting this. Pretty much that everybody, face or heel, is calling out Rhea for doing this. Okay, and what? Well, when when you have everybody saying what Rhea did was wrong, when you have faces saying what Rhea think, did was wrong, that But matters. didn't you think that the segment that they did with Rhea completely I, blew out your, your theory? No, because, because then it almost makes it sound like she's a whiny bitch and who's just jealous of Charlotte. I didn't think it came off like yeah. that at all. I think she it, was like, to me, that's I, I think it was like, ha, 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 double middle finger, Charlotte. That's the way I took it. 
that to me it came off more as whiny, but I you can definitely fix it. But to me it came not, off as they are turning here. Yeah, you keep saying you, you can't say there's a far bigger. She's far further away from being a heel than the other thing. You keep saying that it needs to be fixed. If you're doing the other thing, you better fix it. You haven't made her a heel in any way. In no ways is she a heel. If this is about doing a heel turn, at some point you got to do the heel turn. This is far better as a compelling story about her situation with Charlotte than it is as a heel turn. When that Charlotte cheated against her? What's that? So if we're say, if we're saying this is this is what Charlotte does against her, when did Charlotte you say it was what her? she does against her? It's what Charlotte does. I know, but but if we're saying this is revenge, I know it's what. No Char- one said anything about revenge, Aaron. You're creating new oh, words. No, Brandon did. Okay, I don't know what the, I don't remember what the context did I was. Say of, the word revenge. I might not say re- either way. Like no, this did not come off as good to Rhea for me. It it didn't come off as good for Rhea. I, I mean, in my mind, I I I I, I don't. I, I don't know what's good for Rhea. I can't speak to that. Um, would it have been better if she just cleanly beat Charlotte Flair? Of course it would have been. Um, I, where this goes, I don't know. If they want to turn her heel, if your theory is correct, they better do some work to actually turn her heel. What they've done so Well, and it has to be not against Charlotte. That, that's the big thing. Uh, th- that's why it's so absurd to me, the thought that this is about her turning heel. I, I just yeah, don't I don't, I don't to me at all I don't that see that bad. in any way. Like in no ways do I see that this is a heel turn as much as I see it's this is a different character in the same way that other people have been different characters. That this is not a traditional baby face and nothing about Rhea Ripley suggests she should be a traditional baby face. She's not that person. She's supposed to be kind of you know, in your face, kind of out there. And the notion that she came up with something to say, "Mm, I'm good, I'm done, I'm just going to take my title. If you want another shot, fine, we can do it again. I don't care. I just wanted to kick your ass. That doesn't do anything for me in changing what I know of Rhea Ripley. Like, I, this. Uh, By the way, if you present it just like that, is that I don't care, I just want to kick your ass. First of all, you shouldn't have had the match before. That's just grab a chair at the beginning. But I want to hear her say that. I want to hear her say those words. But I thought part of this was also, I'm having fun fucking with you, Charlotte. Because, because fuck you. Because you think that you're the master manipulator. You think you're this dirty player of the game. We're, like We're all just as smart as you is. are. Yeah, or I'm just as smart exactly. as you are. And like you always laugh when the bad guy gets their medicine. You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean... Look, if you, I want her to say those words, those exact words, pretty much. I mean, okay. She, she, she hasn't right now. She, I mean, to me, it came off more as I wanted my title, which doesn't come off well. If it's I want to fuck with Charlotte, that comes off much better. Uh, okay, I don't have a problem with either one of them in the context of it being Charlotte. I don't. I, I just, you, you keep manipulating a manipulator is not going to bother me ever. Ever. It will never bother me, and you don't have to defend it. I can do that work. I'm smart enough as a wrestling fan to know that the other person, and frankly, they did do, fuck you, they did do the work. They literally had Charlotte say back, you're learning. What an asshole. I can't believe I'm entertaining this from you. You're you're such an asshole. Charlotte is now approving of her. If Charlotte is approving of her, no, it's her acknowledging, no, it's her acknowledging what she did. You're the one creating something else. No. Hold on. If Charlotte is saying you did good, that's not No, she didn't say you did good. She said you're learning. 
She didn't say you did good. She said you're learning. That's They acknowledged what was going on there. Nod. Tip of that cap. You got me. That's the way this works. You you did what I would do. I I, I acknowledge know, I, like it. I said, exactly. You did what I would do is problematic. Because we don't want her keep, to be Charlotte. We don't you like keep, Charlotte. You're, she bad. did it to Charlotte. She I didn't understand. do it to. Well, if you're saying if you're saying you're learning to me, that's you're learning. Take it to somebody else. I guess it it, it all depends on what happens after yes. Charlotte. But her doing stuff like that is not necessarily good. To Charlotte, it's fine. Charlotte's a heel. Charlotte does this. Right. If it's as long as it's to Charlotte, but yes, it clearly. If she absolutely, you guys are dismissing the fact that this absolutely. If we're saying this is a wrinkle in Rhea's character, and this is going to continue for Rhea. That's potentially problematic. If Rhea does it against other people, then we'll have our answer. You're making it seem like her doing against Charlotte makes her a heel, and that's not a thing. It's not. You just keep saying I, I it. it. Makes her less, it does make her less sympathetic. No, she's but, not mean, again, supposed to be, sympathetic. be sympathetic. That's fine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I guess here's the question. So the char- this character, this face character... What happens next against Charlotte? I, you, you keep going back it's, to... If she's, if, no, 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 I, I want to know. We're, we're continuing this for fans. What's the next step? I don't know. I don't have that answer. Probably I, a no-DQ match of some kind. Or, you know, it's probably yeah, something I, I mean, like that. Yeah, yeah, just, just basically taking it away from both sides. Well, I don't know if Charlotte's going to be in the Money in the Bank match or not. I don't I don't have these well, answers. No, we, know, we know what the match is, right? We know that it. they, they announced that it's because Rhea... Oh, did you they? Know, did I miss that? Walked away. Yeah, they, that, that was the first thing they said. They came out and said, oh, okay. Charlotte gets the match because you walked away from the match. Okay. I, I hope it's for Rhea to she go. She has more of a card right now than Helena still had two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I, I hope. Well, that's because there's fans at one of them. Right. I, uh, right. Yeah. Well, I hope, before, but I I hope it, yeah. it delays and allows Rhea to have a moment in front of fans to go over Charlotte. I hope yes. that's what the case is. But I don't know that either because, as we talked about a week ago, Charlotte will always be Charlotte. And it's absolutely plausible that they just want Charlotte to have a moment. I don't know, but I'm not going to overreact to this thing individually because they did what they needed to do. They needed to get through a month to get it to the point where they can do it. And Whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it in front of fans. That's what they decided. So this was going to get them there. And if they've decided that Rhea Ripley should be a chicken shit heel in the future, then they've got to do the work to make her a chicken shit heel. There's nothing chicken shit. I, 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 I didn't right. accept that right now about Rhea. This, at this moment, all they've done is had someone out manipulate a manipulator, which Correct. is, is, is great. Is it's great. I guess here's, here's the question. Like, do they have that in their play? They've never done this before. They've never had a face out manipulate a manipulator before. I think you never, time. Who, who's done it? I mean, there. If you gave me time, like yeah, next I mean, week, I'll probably come back to you with about fifty. Yeah, I mean, I in fact, in fact, to get I, intentionally disqualified in a pay per view match to to keep your I title, mean, you're using a pretty specific way right. to manipulate a manipulator. I'm sure. Well, that, like, that's has, what I'm saying. Been people, that, no, wait, hold on. Hasn't there been faces that use the weapon of the? Of the bad guy against them. That's just, I mean. To spe- but to specifically end the match as opposed to get angry. Like, there's been times when they've gotten angry. Wouldn't it be worse for them to cheat and get the pin? I mean, like, it's the same shit. We're talking uh, about this. 
you know, I, I, I think it's better. Like, yes, if someone's trying to cheat you and you out-cheat them, that's different than, it's the you same know, preemptively. No, preemptively cheating is different. It is. Stop. It, Stop. it is. It Stop. is. It is. Glenn, is it, it is. I, I can't. I can't. If someone swings a chair, misses, grabs the chair, and you hit the chair. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's been a long time since I we can't. had a moment like this. Yeah. Glenn, please do the honors. Dude, you're the worst. The yes. worst. Uh, it's whatever. It's 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 okay to sometimes say like, I'm I. But in this case, I. You've got to admit this is different from anything they've done in the past. I don't. Did, I don't agree that. with you. I, here's where I'll agree Sorry. with you. They've never been in uh, in the last pay per view that they were going to do before a pandemic was ending and well, okay, getting in front of people. So in that way, you're 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 well, right. They've never matters. done anything like okay, this before. But Aaron, you you keep saying this like there's something bigger to read into it. As of right now, there's nothing bigger for me to read into it. Now your argument is. Well, but look at the way they reacted on Monday night. And okay, that's there's something to be said for that. They weren't ignoring it. Everybody had said this is good, this is great. If Adam Pierce was but, like, "Yes, good but job," you're, but you're doing this all like, in the context. Okay, this isn't a face. But you're but doing this that, all Adam in the context. Isn't a face either. Yeah, we don't know what Adam it's, it's Pierce is. Of everyone who is a face in that program, who you, you keep saying on this. Face. face. Who were the heel. faces? Who were the faces? The the commentary team. Which one? Yeah, well, the, Name the, the, the faces. Jimmy, what, what is it, Jimmy? We don't Jimmy know what Smith Jimmy Smith is. Linked. He's just a guy. Okay, fine. Then he's a neutral guy who has who is criticizing Rhea. Wait, you, it's not just it's not just guys Aaron, like yeah. What do you think main roster face Alexa Bliss would think about this? <laughs> but I, I'm going to go back to something for a second. You keep talking about Rhea Ripley as a face, and I want to know what part of Rhea Ripley has come off as a traditional baby face. Okay. It doesn't even matter traditional babyface. The fact that everybody neutral, you know, the neutral commentators, the people, you, is that it, it is universally she did something. No, not, I mean, I think I, I think to Glenn's point is there was she was never defined in the first place. So, like, if you go back a couple weeks ago, she literally teamed with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax against three clear babyfaces. Okay, and and, and 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 by the way, if the answer is here that she's just a big tweener. It's not. Okay. About, it's not about being a tweener. You keep you're you're using no, antiquated you're right. terms. I, I'm trying to have something there. Like as you said, as you said last week with the whole uh, carrying cross thing, we have to know whether we want to cheer or whether we are supposed to cheer or boo for this person. What are we supposed to do yes, with Rhea? And we have we have decided with Rhea Ripley previously because she didn't show up in the middle of a pandemic. We decided what we felt about Rhea Ripley, and we just haven't changed our minds about that since then. Now, how that plays once we get in front of crowds is two to be determined, right? That's that's but there is a big difference between Rhea Ripley and Karrion Cross, who showed up in the middle of a pandemic, and we have no fucking clue how to feel about him. Rhea Ripley, we already had made up our minds about, and nothing has done anything to change that since then, so we're defaulting back to the way that we felt about Rhea Ripley before. But Rhea Ripley has never been presented as a sympathetic babyface in any way. She has always been a bit more of a badass, this alt-grunge, counterculture type of person that we're into, but that doesn't give a shit about that, right? She doesn't need your approval. That She's never been that type in any way. So if you don't like the fact that she out-manipulated a manipulator, not her problem. That's what we know of Rhea Ripley's character is to not be concerned. And so at the moment, there is nothing that would suggest the crowd wouldn't be into Rhea Ripley. Now, for what it's worth, 
We know that Charlotte has been a heel, and I think the crowd is also going to be into Charlotte because the crowd is always into Charlotte. Um, the crowd always reacts that way when Charlotte comes out. The thing, the way to, to, to pose this would be if, if you think they want to turn Rhea Ripley heel, then they're doing a terrible job of it, and they need to start making her a heel. Like they well, need they, to they get need to have her someone against someone besides Charlotte. Right. Plain and simple. Yes. It's, Which is why, again, going back to the original thing, it was really strange to me to see that where it felt like it was the start of it. To me, it felt like the start of it, and, and, but it's against Charlotte. And the rest of us didn't, couldn't feel that because of what you're, there's nothing there that felt heelish. It never felt like a heel, we want you to boo this person. There's nothing about what happened that would suggest we are trying to convince you, the crowd, that you shouldn't like this person. If they want that, they better do that work at some point. Because nothing that occurred... If they were in front of a crowd next week, there would be zero reason for the crowd to react negatively towards Rhea Ripley. There would be the exact same feeling that we've had all along towards Rhea Ripley, which is that we're more inclined to like her than we aren't. That's that's what we've got. Um, that being said, I never know with Charlotte. I'll, I'll never know. They might genuinely just decide Charlotte's a sure thing, we want to try to make her a face, and this is really a story about Charlotte, not at all about Rhea. And that they like this Rhea character, but yet they think that they need to do things to make Charlotte more likable because they want Charlotte to be a star and people are tuned in to see Charlotte and love Charlotte. That's utterly plausible because it's always a... It's, it's, this is Charlotte we're talking about. They can always do that with her. And this could be that it's not really about Rhea. It's really about Charlotte. And and that's the story that ends up playing out moving forward. Anything else that mattered from the pay-per-view? No, because the pay-per-view didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the reality of it. That's the I reality of it. The most compelling things this week happened on Raw, to be honest, which is surprising because Raw hasn't been very compelling lately. But... I think, you know, we've got Matt Riddle with basically a clean victory over Drew McIntyre, which is a really big deal, I think, um, to it to show you how serious it should be a big deal. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think they, considering who he's in a program right now with for the long term and who he just defeated Monday, that tells you a lot of what they think about Matt Riddle for the future, at least right now, until they change their well, mind, I, right? I, mean, I think we've always believed that they think a lot Look, of Matt Riddle. Well, but he came I, 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 saw, I saw Matt Riddle yeah. in 2016 at an indie show, and I said, WWE's going to fall in love with this yeah, guy I and mean, make I'm, him champion. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Well, right. And, and I, think, I think it took them a minute to figure him out on the main roster, but it didn't take them that many minutes. And I, we're on a good place. I... I, what I'm really hoping for with Riddle is that the big payoff is the pose in front of the audience before RK Bro explodes at some point. But I think they keep teasing like Randy Orton's never done the pose with him, and that feels like a payoff for a crowd. You know, they either they win the tag titles or they win a match or something happens where they right. they're, they're teasing that so much I can't I can't not believe that that that's. And then does he immediately RKO him? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, although at this at this point, first, it's right? also the problem is there is one issue there is that they if they immediately RKO him, that doesn't actually mean anything. Like he would have to do more than that at this point well, in order and then like destroy him. Right, right? correct. Yeah, R- one right. RKO. RKO yes, right. yeah, they, that that won't you actually. Get what I'm trying to say. I, though. I know. If they immediately break up. I think right. maybe they win the tag titles for a minute first. 
I think that um, would, I think that would make sense. I think that it, would make sense. Yeah, it just, it just depends how much they want to go with AJ and, and Amos. Like, well, what I'm think what I'm thinking is we get the we get the moment at Money in the Bank where they're on the same page, right? Then we get them winning the tag titles at SummerSlam, and then whatever happens happens. By the way, I, there's still Money in the Bank in there with Riddle in the match. You know, there, th- that was a really interesting dynamic they threw into this as well. I, and I was going to say... But Randy I, could be in the matches as well. Right, he gets another chance. I, I think the problem that I have here is that they've done enough with this that this is there has to be a SummerSlam match or it has to... When they get to it, it either has to be SummerSlam or WrestleMania. That they can't... This can't be blown oh, like off. like they actually face each other at yes. SummerSlam? One or the other. Like, either they got to ride it out for... Gonna, if they're not going to get a tag title run... Then yes. Well, no, but I'm, if they get a tag title run, they better be prepared to run this out towards WrestleMania. The the inevitable, well, that would be great. the inevitable yeah, blow. Why not? But that's my point being the inevitable blow off can't come at pay backlash. It can't come at no. no it no, can't no, come no, during no, football no, 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 season. They can't no. do if they either have to get to it now, or they have to be prepared to ride it through to get to WrestleMania. I mean, the, you could make a real argument that this could actually survive that long because. You have so many points at which you could tell some nuances in the story. You've got Survivor Series where they could be on a team. You've got the Royal Rumble where they'd both be in a match. You've got Money in the Bank. You have all these moments where you could play this, like, friendship but partnership but what's going on in Randy Orton's mind kind of story. Like, I really like what they did on Monday. I mean, it's I just it's a broken record. I like what they've done with this every Monday. Um but yeah, I, I'm really interested to see like, you know, does Riddle win Money in the Bank? Like, you know, if, if and if that's the case, they probably are fighting at SummerSlam, right? So I don't know. I'm interested in this. This is the main reason I watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's the best thing on Raw. There's no doubt about that. Yep. All right, let's cover a few things. Um, I'm not sure, uh, as it turns out, I'm actually not sure if Kate's going to be able to join us this week or not um, as we had our wires crossed there. But if not, she's going to come on with us another week. So we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, I, I want to talk about um, a few of the rumors that are out there about SummerSlam. I think the biggest and most loudest this week was the John Cena-Roman Reigns rumor that um, John Alba reported on. And... It, it happens to be sort of intertwined with John Cena doing a lot of media right now for the Fast uh, and the Furious movie and him putting up the WWE logo on Instagram. And they're clearly leaning into the idea of John Cena trying to, to get people to think that he's returning. And there is a, there have been multiple reports now about a plan for John Cena and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, which I think makes all the sense in the world. It's about filling a stadium. It's about having the WrestleMania that you, you didn't feel like you fully got. And, and the same, hopefully it's about Roman going up. Well, and that's the point. The point is that like, it's no real threat. There's no real threat to John Cena beating Roman Reigns at SummerSlam because he's got more movies to do. John Cena is not going to be around for a little while. Um, it it gets it knocks that out, allows Roman Reigns to move forward, and still keeps alive some of the other things that we do think that John Cena is inevitably going to do, involving Ric Flair's title record. So I'm I'm okay with it. I, I'm in a weird spot. I'm really not okay with it, right? Like I, in, inherently, I don't like the theory of it. Accepting all of the things that we accept. 
I don't know what else we're doing at this point. This and that's what I was gonna say. I'm good with it because I don't know what your alternative is, and if the alternative is Edge, let's do John Cena right. because I don't. You know, the alternative being Edge, I think they'd be tempted. I don't think they'd turn the title over, but that's no. definitely not as out of the question as John Cena. Well, and and here's the thing: as far as the Roman Reigns character, the I'm the best, nobody can beat me. No, you know, I'm the best there. Uh, you know, using Bret Hart's line, is, ever, was, ever, will be type thing, which Roman is going for. You know, I was saying that Cena would have made sense for WrestleMania as well, just in the fact that, all right, who's the guy who can reasonably stand up to Roman at this point, who can give Roman a, a not just a credible win, but an important win? You know, you come out of John C- beating John Cena, that's something you talk about in your promos for two months and makes you an even bigger character. So Did for you mean all this of past those, WrestleMania or next WrestleMania? No, this past, this past WrestleMania. Okay, when, when okay we were, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm when we were there. trying to figure out what to do for that, I thought that was a very logical thing yeah. at the time as well. We're just trying to prove not just are you the tribal chief, not just you are the head of the table, not just that you are the best right now. I am the biggest superstar, the biggest wrestler in the history of WWE, and I'm going to beat John Cena to prove it. I still struggle with the someone's going to have to beat Roman Reigns at some point side of this. And I I get that time is is on our their side. If, if we're all defaulting back to what you know AJ said originally, that... We're looking at next WrestleMania at the earliest for there to be a a credible threat to Roman Reigns' belt. Um, I have some problems in here. Like the answer to me, if if what they're leaning into is Roman Reigns and The Rock at next WrestleMania, and I'll always I'll always think that less likely than anybody else does, just because I'll eternally think it's less likely that that The Rock is doing these things. If, if, than, if we're if we're talking rumors, the latest rumors, it might happen in Survivor Series. Yes. How much more embarrassing is that? Like that they're gonna do this? Not, not at all, because they would they would do, they'd be fixing what you no. said, which is putting something relevant on Survivor Series. But, they, but it, they're still gonna get their ass kicked. Whatever the shitty football game is on, that's on that night is gonna be what people are gonna be watching. You you can put. Oh wait, actually, you know what? You know what though? I read so I read that something that made it sound like that, but when I read the actual article. What they implied was that he would be there. Yeah, that makes way more set sense. Set up a match oh, at oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, okay, at WrestleMania. yeah, that makes way more sense, right? Yeah. Like it makes zero sense for it to happen at Survivor Series. You're just yeah, no, to, it was it was that he would be there to set up the angle. Yeah, I mean the the only reason why I liked it was simply because if you know I I'm still kind of circling next WrestleMania as the day that Roman loses it. I don't believe AJ's theory that he's going to carry it into 2023. So I'm looking at WrestleMania. And I wouldn't want it to be the Rock. No, there. So that's if you get, yeah. If you get through the Rock, so the guy who actually beats him faces him at WrestleMania before that. But but I just I'm, I won't. I, if they're doing the Rock, they're doing it at WrestleMania. That's that's they're doing it there. That's where it's happening. Like in, unless for some reason the Rock has said this is the only date that I'm available. Right. We can do it or we can not do it. This is the only date it, that I or have. Or unless for some reason the Rock is involved but not wrestling. Like is he this? Is he the tribal referee, and it's going to be a triple threat between yeah, I don't, the Usos and Roman Reigns, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't. I, that does. That does. If you've got him, if he's a oh man, it's a it's a whole different thing. I well, remember he got injured. Like if you, of course, they would want him to wrestle if they got him. Right? Can he wrestle is a whole other question. 
Well, I mean, that's it's a fair it question. It caused huge problems in his career the last. No, time. I hear you. It's it's a very yeah. fair question. There's no debate about that. I I just would almost say it that just don't even lean into it. If you can't get him to wrestle, don't even go there. Is sort of what I would say. But I am I am concerned. And somebody would say, okay, the the fall is a great place to figure out who that guy is going to be. And Brandon, to your point that you make that you think the answer is just going to be Drew McIntyre, and and you might be right about that, and they better be prepared for how much everyone's going to hate that when they do it. Like oh, they're going to cheer for Roman Reigns. Correct. And so that that's which is unbelievable, by the way. <laughs> like, think about <laughs> think about that. Like eight, ten years ago, or whatever, or whenever Drew Galloway was crushing it on the Indies, and everybody hated Roman Reigns. And if you told me that Drew Galloway was going to pin Roman Reigns at WrestleMania win the title, and they'd fucking boo him. I would have never believed that, but that's a hundred percent what would happen. Oh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely setting up. If that's the way they think this is going to be, then the question is: Do I believe that they will either identify someone who organically is having the moment, which is the thing that I always talk about, and allow that person to be the guy, a la Daniel Bryan once upon a time, a la Kofi Kingston once upon a time? Will they do that this fall, or? Will they handpick someone, try not to show their hand, and then we all decide that we don't like the handpicked person that they chose ultimately? I have a, I am concerned about this. You want to do this because you're not doing anything better? Fine, do it. Whatever, you know, do, do John Cena at SummerSlam. Sort of acknowledge this is really just about getting media attention. Like this is, this is not a night for you. As a professional wrestling fan, this is a night for the rest of the world. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll live with it. But is there a plan? Is there a plan? You've done all of this work for the the moment, the dethroning of Roman Reigns to matter. Is there actually a plan? And it can't be both Usos. Like, I, I know we all we talk about that. It can't be both of them. It could only be one of them if that's the case. So... How you choosing which ones are gonna be, and that's why I don't think it's gonna be either one of them. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, and, and as far as the use of talk for it, a second, I gotta plug my computer in. Yep, it's always going to be one of those things where I will just fundamentally not believe that they view Jay or Jimmy as a world champion until they actually put the belt on him. Because I, I just I don't think they see him that way. As, as much as they're pushing him as a side piece, I think that's that's their limits in their minds right now. I don't know. I think I think I think there's a possibility. They've already done so much more with Jay than I would have ever believed they would have yes. do. And I think that they've held up their side. You know, I think they've looked. Great, they've performed adequately. Adequately is unfair. They've been no, they, they've been great. They they've put they've put themselves in I a position where some more from now. I need to see some more from Jimmy. We don't we. He's I, been I, around I, for three weeks. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I I need I need to see more from Jimmy because like when they started this stuff with Jay, I wasn't so sure he could hold. And that does, that's not I'm trying to be disrespectful. I just they've been a tag team for so long. You're programmed to believe yes. tag team guys a tag team guy, and that's who they are. And they're twins, and they they put that into the story. But that's a real stigma that like these two guys that you can barely tell apart can't yep. stand out, and all that stuff. And, and that's why Jay I'll believe been, it when I see it. <laughs> Jay, unbelievable. He's a couple things away from, but definitely 
a couple ways, a couple things away from a real candidate, but definitely honorable mention for potential performer of the year. Um, I just think that I need to see more from Jimmy. And if Jimmy can do what Jay has done, this has real potential. And I do think you could see these guys in some kind of real title situation. If I'm booking, yes. Based on what they've done, yes. I just, I, I have trouble believing. I know we don't trust. I know, I know. We don't trust them moving forward, all that stuff. But I think that, you know, there was a minute where we kind of all came on here and was like, well, the Jey Uso thing's dead. Well, we couldn't have been more wrong. It's not dead at all. I mean, it's it's as alive as it well, was. Well, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that in that I, in the context of I am, I feel, I felt far better about it being Jey Uso when it was just Jey Uso. When Jimmy wasn't around, the idea of I can get behind this guy, I can believe in him and want him to be the guy through WrestleMania, I could do that. I don't I, I unfortunately Aaron's right when they're both around how am I picking one more that, if you're telling to tell me that I have to like these guys well the answer is you decide one of them is good and one of them's evil like I guess I guess well that's not the story they're telling though I mean I think I think it's it's we're at this place where now Jay didn't know what to do and he's disappeared and now Jimmy has sort of come over to Roman's side, and we don't know how Jay is going to come back in and what the dichotomy there is. I, I don't know. This is still really interesting to oh, me. The story I still is still great. I, nobody's a big... step or two away from, the, from, from being able to put them into that level. I don't think they've fallen so far. I don't think that they've gone so far down I, the tag team. Back, back. I don't think they've gone too far back into you, the but tag you're not team. Telling me, tell- you're not telling me who it's going to be and why I want it to be that person. It's going to be Jay. It has to be. You're it has to... to be Jay because of the journey. And if they continue the journey and they get him to basically realize that what he's been doing for the past year was wrong, you can play off of what happened before that and turn him back into that credible threat that we thought he was last year. Maybe, but then I'd be sitting there saying to myself, again, you ha- you have to make a very clear distinction that – Jimmy's the evil one now, if that's the case. You, you, Either that or he's the one that breaks Jay, you know? Jimmy pretends to be with Roman but to show Jimmy why, or Jay why he shouldn't do But here. that goes back to what I talked yeah. about before. If that's the case, then why wouldn't I want it to be Jimmy? If Jimmy was the guy that was always on... Jay's main event, Jay Uso. Uh, Jimmy's not main event, Jimmy Uso. Okay. All right, that's what we got. That's what we've got. That's <laughs> I mean, that's like got. saying, why don't why shouldn't Xavier Woods be fighting for the world title? I mean, we, we've clearly made a distinction that Kofi Kingston is that guy in that but, team. But there's not a good versus evil situation going on there. Like, I still don't think this is good versus evil. The only evil is Roman. I don't... I'm not counting either of the Usos as good or evil. I think they are manipulated or um, forced or strong-armed into doing what they're doing, but I don't see them as either one, at least at the time, at this yeah. time. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. We'll have plenty of time. We'll have plenty of time. We can allow sure. it to play out. Um, a- NXT. Let's go there. Let's go to NXT. Um, I, if they th- And I'm trying to do this the nice way possible. If they think that they course-corrected Kyle O'Reilly just by having him have a pretty good match against Kushida... Um, it's a huge. They are. They are. They are missing the Kyle O'Reilly problems. the The Kyle O'Reilly problems is not. You know, we we think that you guys forgot that he can wrestle. That's not the no, problem. That's not. <laughs> that's not it. 
The problem is still wrestle. The problem is the character. The the, the character is horrendous. It's and his not music sucks, and you've made him a d bag and all that. Yeah, yeah. That, that if the I'm what I'm worried about is that they believe. All right, well we put him in a main event. We we fixed him. He's you, the, you guys. You guys loved this when it was in Japan. You guys love this now. Oh look, you guys love Kyle. Right. Like, you know what they should call Kyle O'Reilly and say, like, if they want to give him like a dewdrop name, like a fake name, right? I don't know why we're doing should, that. They <laughs> should call. Well, they should call call Kyle O'Reilly guy that you didn't want to talk to at a party because that's what his character is. Well, I mean, He's no, like the, the character's god awful, and it's it's not getting, and they're not acknowledging that. They're just continuing with it. And it's I have no reason to like Kyle O'Reilly at I've all. I've never been more convinced that Adam Cole is just going to run over him next week. Well, that, at this point, that's what should happen. At yes. this point, that's exactly what should happen. I'm more nervous that it's not what's going to happen. I'm more nervous that they believe they fixed Kyle O'Reilly by giving him one main event match that, by the way, was good. I'm not saying it wasn't yeah, a good match. Like they needed it to be one of those old Japan matches that people were talking about for months after. Correct. They needed it to be, you know, an unbelievable classic that it was just a good match. Like it was almost yeah. awkward watching the hugging afterwards. Like it was just a match. Like this didn't and you didn't you didn't really even tell the full story as as to why like I know they tried a little bit in one of the promos talking about how those guys just work well with each other. But more than anything, it really just still comes off as Kyle O'Reilly kind of being a dick going after Kashida last week. And then them having a, a a fine, but nothing more than fine match the following week. There's no, I have no more reason to like Kyle O'Reilly than I had a week ago at this point. Yeah. I, I, I really, like I was saying last week, I thought what their plan was, was we're going to have Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida put on a match of the year. And that's what really, you know, kickstarts this again. Whether or not it w- it would work or not, that would at least be a plan. And they didn't put on a match of the year. It was a good match, but it wasn't a match of the year candidate. And so I don't exactly know what the point and was. And even, even that, Aaron, still doesn't address that that's... No, again, that, it doesn't, but I could see that being a plan. Like, an idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, and, like, and like I, I hate to be the guy to say this, but it, it's, it's, it's relevant. I mean, like, you can't... I mean, this is the second time they've done this in the past two months, and it, it was weird before, and it's weird again. You can't take someone that you want to be a credible world title contender and start mixing up with the cruiserweight champion. They just haven't presented that title like that. And I, I do like, because it's Kushida, it's sort of a little bit better than typically, but like we all talked about how weird the carry and cross stuff was with, with, uh, with uh, Santos Escobar. Escobar. And like, it's, it, it does feel like, they're stepping into the kiddie pool or something a little bit. And I like, I know the history and all that, but I, I, I just think like it goes back to all the other problems with Kyle O'Reilly. If you want me to think that he's going to beat Adam Cole next week, I, I don't know if just beating, you know, wrestling Kushida is the best way to make me believe that. Well, and here's the other problem. If this is supposed to make me care about Kyle O'Reilly what you did at the end of the night was get Kyle O'Reilly out of the way to show what presumably we should care about, which is the the Diamond Mind reveal. I, well, I'm not sure how I feel about that at all either. By the way, I <laughs> I have boy that I, 
I find myself less interested in Roderick Strong because he's I, who's the I don't even know who the third person it's Tyler Russ and who I, I I didn't know either I watched it this I couldn't watch it till this morning and I I need to uh, I need to see who that was because yeah. I didn't recognize him at all like nothing about and is I like Mount Bray or whatever who is it no. Hideki Suzuki and Malcolm Biven, Bivens well, are manager. I mean, I know who Malcolm well, yeah, Bivens we knew is. Bivens. I love, I love Malcolm Bivens. Tyler so, Ross, Roderick the... Strong, and Hideki. 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 I, I feel like Jim Ross right now. Um, Hideki Suzuki. Hideki. Is that maybe how you say? I mean, it? Is, is is there any reason why I should know who this person is, Aaron? Uh, not that I let me let me look this up real quick because as, as far as I know. By the way, I was I was one third right about this. I did. <laughs> I was I was like, do you think Diamond Mind is maybe like Daniel Bryan and Roderick Strong and uh, who was the third guy that left that or that wasn't doing anything or whatever? And Roderick Strong is in it. Yeah. This is so he. So he's um, he was one of the, he's been wrestling in Japan for a while, but not not for new Japan or anything. He was kind of doing some of the, the cross uh, MMA wrestling type things. So it seems like he's, once you introduce him, he's a fit for, he's not somebody that most people should know. Well, no, they, and they've leaned not. into this being somehow MMA related, whatever diamond. Right. Is supposed so, so to like be. the character seems like it fits, but as far as who he but, is, but it, no, it's, no I'm less now. interested in Roderick strong being a part of this thing than I would have been in Roderick strong, just returning to be involved with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. This, this is boogers to me. This is, this is nothing like I, I I don't like Roderick and Bivens together. (laughs) I, I think I like Roderick and Bivens together. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to hope that I like Roderick and Bivens together. The only only thing that, so what concerns me about Roderick strong is Roderick strong is the only person I take seriously in this group right now. Because of the failed attempts of things with Bivens, because of the, I mean, this thing, the stuff with Tyler Rust was awful that they were doing. So with uh, what was it, Rob, uh, Robert Stone? Was that was that who his manager was? Uh, yeah, it, it was Bivens, right? By at least by it, the end for, of Bivens, for a while, it was Bivens. I can't remember if he did anything with Stone before that. So there was someone that came out with him. Oh, was it Bivens the whole it time? It was Bivens. Yeah, it was Bivens. Okay, well, his stupid his catchphrase and all that. I don't know. I did not like Tyler Rust at all any of the times he was on NXT. He does not have the it factor. He's a fine wrestler. Um, There's nothing exciting about this guy. I don't know who the other guy is, but, like, again, when you have these people that have been on TV and not in a great way and you put it with someone we want to do well, it just – it sort of scares me a little bit for the future even, of that said thing. But it's it's not even about it scare me. I I just if I was gonna get Roderick Strong back, I just rather get Roderick Strong back. This is oh, the right. He doesn't need any of this. This is the this is the pinnacle to me. Like I don't need MJF palling around with Sean with Sean Spears. I I mean this. I mean if we're being honest, this is actually worse than that. I mean because at least those people are known people. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, with right. real accomplishments and real backgrounds well, like these, I, I, this is nothing i think i think you're being hard malcolm bivens alone is is phenomenal malcolm bivens is but by the way but if, they, if, if this was Roderick, they care about him well now they're giving him a stable yeah i mean that that, that okay 
Sure. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. If, if this is them trying to recreate uh, Catchpoint from the Evolved days, which was Malcolm Bivens, uh, he was the manager of the stable with guys like Drew Gulak and Tracy Williams and Matt Riddle, who were, you know, shoot, kind of shoot wrestlers, that sort of thing. That worked in Evolve, and so I can hope it works here, but yeah, it was the debut. Outside of, again, if we're getting Roderick Strong versus Kushida, like, yay. I don't know if I need the other guys, but yay on that, at least. Yeah, yay on that, but not with, like, a bunch of guys getting involved, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to make it seem like I think there's there's much more here. It as I said, it was boogers to me. I mean, it, this was this was this was a nothing. I mean, it really was a nothing to me. Um, I like Malcolm Bivens. I like Roderick Strong. I'm far more interested in Roderick Strong just being back in his role in the Adam Cole story than I am in the Diamond Mine. I mean, it's just not interesting to me. Um, if you if you were gonna bring him back to do this Diamond Mine thing, then keep it away from Kyle O'Reilly and his match. Like have have him suddenly be interested in a different thing like this this to me is conflated Inter- interjecting Roderick Strong back in as Kyle O'Reilly's winning a match is interesting interjecting the diamond mine back in as Kyle O'Reilly is interesting is winning a match is nothing it's we felt the need to do this and so we just did it here um it's bad it's bad i don't care for it i'm out a, you know it's a, a bad way to introduce something to me to try to get me to care about it um, I do think that Adam Cole should steamroll Kyle O'Reilly. I I don't know what to do about that moving forward. I, I Kyle O'Reilly continues to be such a problem for me. I have no idea how to fix it. I guess they're gonna try to to force feed a Gargano cross thing. Um, for whatever I'm reason, down, I'm down with that. I'm down with it, but it just screams as doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, like it's just. Um, you know, is that what they're doing? Or are they eventually, because of the way they're, you know, sucking up to Regal and sucking up to Joe, is this going to lead to a Gargano Joe thing at the next takeover? Well, see, I, oh. no, I think this is going Joe Adam Cole. Oh, Joe, huh? Adam Cole walked out whenever Regal told him not to provoke Joe again, and and they cut a promo on Samoa Joe. To to me, it feels like Adam Cole Samoa Joe. Is the is is going to be? Yeah, I mean that. I I thought that was actually one of the good things about NXT is they teased a lot of different things for Joe. Well, so that, yeah, that I'm, was I'll interesting. S- I'll stand by. The answer for Joe is pretty clear. It should be that he's in the title match at the next takeover. That that's the way it should be, and that Gargano gets this. Well, I thought you don't like when people just walk into the title picture. It's Samoa Joe, motherfucker. Samoa okay. Joe is a form. <laughs> How keep- old is he? How old Samoa Joe? You keep pretending like Samoa Joe wasn't just in the title picture on NXT a couple years ago. Like, this is not... But how old is Samoa Joe, though? I don't know, 43? (laughs) What? What? I have no problem with it. I'm just saying we always bitch about 43 No, I bitch about 50-year-olds. I'm very clear about what the line is. What's that? We're not bitching about Lashley no, right I'm, now. No, but I've always made it clear. 50 years old is my line. Like, when guys get into their oh, 50s... Oh, is that the, that's the number? Okay, 50. No, I've been oh, very clear about that, Brandon. It's not like a thing that I've danced around. I don't want to watch elderly... Somebody who's 40, there are... How old is Tom Brady? Unless it's Jericho. Yeah, and I've, I have said that the Jericho thing works against the point that I typically make. Joe, hey, by the way... Edge is only 47, I'm just saying. He's 50. Uh, Samoa... 47! That's 50. Uh, Samoa Joe... <laughs> Samoa Joe is 42, by the way, for the record. He's, and Lashley is he's Samoa 42. Joe is 40, but Edge is 50. I get it. 
I mean, that's. I, I don't know if you've ever done rounding before. That is how rounding works, Brandon. <laughs> like, well, I didn't know we were rounding now. I didn't know that that's. <laughs> like, if if that if, rounding is not what a, would you a do tough if concept. If forty-five, would the show just blow up? Like, we we wouldn't know what to do with that. I'd probably call him forty. Rounds up to the ten. Come on, dude. No, I'd probably just call him forty-five at that point. It's probably what I do. I'd probably just. Glenn, Glenn would be like, he's forty-five. However, he was born in January. No, I, tip- so I typically round. I typically round to the closest five. That's normally the way that it works for me. <laughs> done that for sometime not hard not not a difficult concept to come up with not all that tough and my edge problems aren't even about his age wait isn't 47 closer to 45 than 50 yeah i've I've said before my edge problems aren't about his age i've I've said that over and over again it's it's i just don't there is no reason why edge should be in the title picture to be a part-time wrestler like it's just i'm not interested in that man smo joe gonna wrestle every week or is he gonna be a part-time wrestler let's do this again that went really well (laughs) That went really well when we did it last week. We should do more of that. All right, wait, uh, do we, we need to talk about... Uh, one other thing. Who do, we, who do we think the charging battery is? The what? The what? In NXT, the past two weeks, they've come back from breaks with the, the charging phone battery. Oh, And this week, yeah. it went from 30 to 31%. Who is oh, the charging phone? I haven't phone? noticed this at all. Yeah, so it was twice last week they showed it. It went from... It showed like a dead phone battery went from zero to one. And then later in the show, it went from 10 to 11. I, I don't know. I only noticed it once. It might have been more than once. There was a battery. It went from 30 to 31%. Who is it? I mean, it, could that be Daniel Bryan? Charging so with Daniel Bryan on NXT. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I can't help myself. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be anybody. I thought actually, I thought it was going to be Roderick Strong before he debuted at the end of the night. I really thought it was going to be Roderick Strong. So I, I didn't know if anyone had any takes no, on it, but you no. guys didn't even notice I, it happening. I, so. Yeah, not not something that that I caught that had caught my eye in any way. Sorry, I'm sorry. I wish it had. I just not something that I've been thinking about. Who do you think it is, Aaron? Knowing them, probably like Tegan Knox or something like okay. that. Right. Say that's one of the guesses that I'm googling. I found like a top five. I, I was trying to think who's been who's been gone and who could be recharging their batteries. So. All right. All right. Um, the, the, okay, yeah, never mind. Go ahead. Let's just. Well, I, what? I was going to say, it sounded like Brandon was about to say another name. Yeah, Kaylee Ray, maybe. Didn't she just lose the NXT title or NXT UK title? Yeah, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she lost too. Uh, yeah. I All mean, right. I just. The, the last thing I'll say about it is I, I really – it is troubling when they – troubling is wrong. That's aggressive. I, I don't love when they tease someone like this and then it's not a really, really big name. And yeah. they've done this a few times now. Like I love Ember Moon, but I don't think Ember Moon was worthy of the way they teased Ember Moon's return. Yeah. Uh, particularly with what they did after her return. Not just that she returned, that it was Ember Moon, but that they – she didn't wasn't injected into the main picture. Right. Anyway, uh, one one more a- thing. Just uh, it involves NXT and WWE. Do you guys make anything at all about Karrion uh, Cross and Bronson Reed both wrestling on main event this past week? Yes, I didn't know that they did. So, I- what what do you make of it? <laughs> I, I I I do think that they are being looked at I, I do believe that they're probably being looked at you're gonna with you're, the you're, draft looming you're gonna have to but tell it, me but that's, like, that's a nothing comment that means nothing is there have there never been nxt people on main event before no 
I'm not going to say never. No, no. Very, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's happened before, but it's few and far between. Well, yeah. no. So my point is, not only has it been few and far between, but it's been like Santana Garrett and people like that, not the world champion. Like, they, they have not done a world champion on main event. They've done like, hey, Santana Garrett's going to fight Shayna Baszler, or they've done like, Asuka, I believe, fought um, not Candice LeRae or like like Dakota Kai or something one time. But that's it. They've never had a main event talent from NXT on on main event. The only time they've done it on the main roster is when they did those tag matches to promote TakeOver um, near the beginning. Maybe not the beginning of TakeOvers, but near the first third of TakeOvers. Remember, they did like a Gargano and someone and well, no, um, the, the first time they did it on the main roster they did it was uh sammy and uh neville right. i'm sorry and it was tyler sammy, breeze right. and, yep. and uh, yep. tyson kidd yes you're right that's what it was yep. that, that I was, was we were there right it yeah was that was in, that, yeah it was in baltimore yeah yeah Baltimore. yep all right um let's uh let's let's wait I'm, I'm sorry real quick who was the other one care because i only saw carrying cross who was the Bronson other one? reed was there as well Oh, interesting. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. And anything else? Anything else to before we do a, a quick thought on AW? Not really. Okay, very good. AW happened. Okay, there we go. Yep. I mean I thought Arms Kid looked good. Yeah, Don't want him in a Cody segment, but he looked good. I think he looked fine. Like I, no, I, I, I don't mean superstar, but I just, you know, I kind of liked what I saw from him. If we're if we're looking for any sort of takes. <laughs> yeah, this this isn't going to surprise anyone, but I, I think that with everything coming back and with it being harder and harder now for me to get these shows in, that's definitely the first one that's going to get the axe until unless they start doing something better. Because I struggled to watch that show this week. And well, it happened almost a week ago. They're at this they're suggesting that this week will be better. They're suggesting, you know, oh, there's there's no doubt in my mind that once they're back to Wednesdays, this well, is going to be a ne- much next next week is the they get back to Wednesday. And this, yeah, I mean, and this there's week, there's no doubt in my mind it'll be better than what it's been. I'm well, just saying, like, and, and this week will be on Saturday because and and they're suggesting that because it's an eight o'clock Saturday show that it'll be a, a more of a real show. And this one's the one with um, Jungle Boy and um, yeah. And Omega. and Omega, the the MMA thing did exactly as little as I thought it would do. It it wasn't, it just wasn't interesting. I mean that, but it can't be like, and that's the part that I, this obsession that people have with combining real fighting and professional wrestling that has existed forever. We've done this a million times. You can't make it more interesting. You can't. We we all can see what's happening. That didn't look like an MMA fight. It looked like an MMA ring. It looked like it didn't look like a real fight because it can't be because they hurt each other because that's what MMA fighting is. It looked very tired and sluggish. Every now and then, throw something that looks like a punch. It's not compelling. The argument that I made for um, Raw Underground, which was horrendous once upon a time, was at least it was in another room, right? Like, at a time where you so badly needed a different backdrop. This this did not require... Do Give these people a match. Let them go have a wrestling match. 
Make it a longer match. Make it a more physical match. But the MMA thing is not interesting, has not been interesting, will not be interesting, no matter how many times so many companies are obsessed with trying to do it and making it a thing and leaning into the fact that they've got somebody on their roster that's also an MMA fighter. It's, it's just a bad idea. Okay, cool. Thanks. For what it, no, well, I mean, I was gonna say it's. I largely agree. I'd rather, I'd much rather see a wrestling match than that. For what it was, it was fine. Um, ending was weird, but yeah, I mean, largely I agree with you. Just let them wrestle. That's why we watch wrestling. It's just silly. It's just silly. It's silly. All right. Anybody else? Okay, cool. I think we're done here. I think I think we've reached the nadir of this particular program. Um, yeah. I've got nothing else to say then. All right, uh, who wants to plug something? So Rams uh, I will plug Vison. All right, on. yeah. Normally you go first. Yes. Rams and Live has a bunch of shows announced this week. We've got. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say Aaron would go first? Normally he does. Just oh, I'm go. Sorry. Just go. Uh, you, Just you go. go. You go. Vison. Jesus Christ. Can we do this? By the way, thanks for everybody for tuning into the final episode of Jobbing Out. I had no idea it was coming, but we are clearly, we're done. I mean, we have nothing left to offer. Jesus. Uh, Visa.com, come check out Sports Gambling, Nightcap, 10 to 1 Eastern, 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Find me on Twitter at the AOster. Brandon! I've got lots of shows that we just announced at Ramshead Live, including October 16th, Manchester Orchestra is coming back. They just put out a great new album. Uh, check that out. Uh, we also just announced Silverstein is coming back on December 5th. That's actually the last show we had prior to the pandemic in March. So that? we're glad to have them back in much uh, better circumstances. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff coming. Check us out at Ramshead Live on Twitter, at Ramshead Live on Instagram, and I, as always, am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Of course, at AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him, and uh, everybody's uh, colossal until they meet the Colossus. That's That was a fine, fine line, and you ain't even from North America, homie. was pretty good, too. All right, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event... Vent. 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 AJ Francis, aka Top Dollar. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Oh, in in unison. I enjoyed that.